Can I ask you a question? Where are you at right now in your spiritual journey? We look back on 2020, and yet we're on the brink of another year if the Lord tarries. My question to you today is where does God want to take you in 2021? How many believe that you're right here in 2020, but God wants to take you to another location? How many of y'all believe that? I believe the Lord has wanted to take you and me to another level in 2021. And so, speaking of taking to another level, we had a man to come to church last Sunday. It was a matter of fact, a year ago in 2020, he developed a situation that was called kidney failure. Therefore, he asked for prayer. We gathered around this young man in our 11 o'clock service, and the Lord led us to lay hands on him and pray that God would provide a kidney for him. And by and by, the months went by, and finally he had a donor to come forth and say he wanted to donate a kidney. That was about in the summertime. And yet, after a few weeks, it fell through, and he was back at square one. So you know what we did? We gathered around him again, believing the Lord answers prayer and believing that God knows our need. And we laid hands on him again and prayed for God to raise up a donor for a kidney. This young man is in his late 40s, probably early 50s. At any rate, God opened a door and a young man came forth in his 30s, said he wanted to donate a kidney. And good news, this young man had transplant surgery, kidney transplant, on November the 13th. Well, guess what? He had a few setbacks, but then last Sunday, for the first time, he came to church, stood up, and testified to the mighty works of God that God indeed provided a kidney and that his kidney was now functioning as it ought to be. Now, I'll tell you what, beloved, that is a blessing and, needless to say, a need for rejoicing of the Lord. And the church said, Amen, Amen and glory be to God. Hallelujah. Where's the Lord want to take you in 2021? Well, I believe that God's going to challenge us today as we know that 2021 is right around the corner. In fact, it's loading right now as we speak. We look back and certainly we face some challenges in 2020, and yet I believe that God's got them much more for us. I want to preach today on the subject of overcoming obstacles and turning them into opportunities in 2021. Overcoming obstacles and turning them into opportunities in 2021. Now, if we're going to overcome the obstacles, now, how many believe, Brother Jim, there are going to be some obstacles in 2021? You faced them in 2020, did you not? And therefore, we need to prepare. I believe God is preparing me and has been preparing me all week as I've been thinking and praying about this subject. And certainly the Lord led me to a particular passage that I think is going to be a blessing and a challenge to each one of us. Therefore, as I was saying, there are three major problems that you and I are going to have to rise above. There are three major problems we're going to have to rise above if we're going to overcome our obstacles and turn them into opportunities in 2021. What are they? 
We're going to see them right now in a moment as we take our Bibles and see that number one is if we're going to overcome our obstacles and turn them into opportunities, we've got to rise above negativism. How many believe that? We've got to rise above negativism. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, stop being negative. Stop being negative. Don't, don't be negative around me. No, no. We've got to rise above negativism. Number two, we'll see in a moment in the book of Numbers that number two, if we're going to overcome our obstacles and turn them into opportunities in 2021, we've got to not only rise above negativism, but number two, we've got to rise above cynicism. Cynicism. All the worst things going to happen in 2021 is going to be worse in 2020. We've got to overcome. We've got to rise above cynicism. And then finally, number three, we've got to rise above pessimism. Pessimism. Oh, bad attitude and, and we won't do this and do that if we're going to overcome the obstacles in 2021. Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 14. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, the fourth book in the Bible. In the book of Numbers, chapter 14, take your Bibles, turn there, as we are going to consider that God wants to prepare you and prepare me for what's ahead. Aren't you glad that God knows what's ahead? I'm telling you, look, there's a calendar. It's 2021. If the Lord decides to tarry, I believe he could come back any moment. And matter of fact, I'm looking for him to come. I'm saying even so come, Lord Jesus. But if he does not, there's a 2021 knocking on the door. I'm telling you, there's a 2021, and there are going to be some challenges, and there are going to be some problems, and there are going to be some setbacks, and there are going to be some troubles, and there are going to be some problems. But have you decided right now? And today, right now, how many of y'all need a new start? You need a new year to start over again. You need for God to give you fresh oil. You need for the Lord to birth fresh vision in your heart. And you need faith that was once delivered to the saints. Oh, yes, I believe there's some battles we're going to fight. I believe there's some enemies we're going to face. I believe there's some victories we're going to win. I believe that God's preparing us for 2021. But may the Lord help us to follow him as we consider today if we're going to overcome the obstacles number one we've got to rise above negativism secondly cynicism thirdly pessimism stand with me as we read numbers chapter 14 in the book of numbers chapter 14 moses is leading the people of god into the promised land however they're facing a major obstacle and we're going to see the response of the majority and yet the response of the minority and i'm telling you today there's some of you in this place today some watching by the way of live stream you've been negative you've been negative you've been negative and you've been perhaps cynical and pessimistic and god's saying you can't get the blessing if you're going to go in 2021 and see all the lord has for you in the book of numbers chapter 14 we begin in verse 1 all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Notice all the children of Israel murmured against Moses. The word murmur is complain. The word murmur means to be obstinate. The word is way yil lo nu. That means to complain. We can doubt and do without. 
or we can whine, or we can shine. The children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, Would God that we have died in the land of Egypt? Can you imagine they were saying that? Or would God that we have died in the wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto the land to fall by the sword that our, notice, wives and children should be a prey. As a matter of fact, their children would go into the promised land, but the uh, many who had unbelief were not enabled or did not, were not permitted to go into the promised land. However, their children did. Notice again, wherefore, the Lord, verse 3 says, hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, and that our wives and children should be a prey. Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? Come on. And they said to one to another, let us make a captain and let us return unto Egypt. And then Moses and Aaron fell on their face before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched out the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Two were not going to be swayed by the opinion of the majority. And they were not going to bring back a negative report. By the way, they saw the same thing the other ten spies did, yet they saw that God was bigger than their problems. I need somebody to help me there. I'll tell you what. Look at verse number 8. And then he said, verse 7 again, And they speak unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it, it's an exceeding good land. How many believe that 2021 has a lot in store for us? I can't hear you. Look at verse number 8. If the Lord delight, notice the word delight. The word delight means to take pleasure. If the Lord delights or take pleasure in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Some of you have been cynical. You've been a pessimist. You've been negative far too long. Today, you need to bury that negativism. You need to do away with that vocabulary. You're going to doubt and do without. Please hear me. If the Lord delights in us, I'm praying God will change our hearts. If the Lord delight in us, then he, verse 8, will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. And some of you are saying, but pastor, don't you know we're facing another strain of the coronavirus? I know that, and God knows that. How many believe God already knows that? And God's already there. You, we've got to be stopped being negative about political things and about spiritual things or we're going to choose to lose. You can make a choice to rejoice. I can make a choice to rejoice or choose to lose. Now, are you going to overcome your obstacles? Are you going to let these problems drag you down and everybody around you? Look, notice verse number uh, uh, 20. And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word, but as truly as I live, verse 21, all the earth should be filled with the glory of the Lord, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times have not hearkened unto my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto the fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. My servant Caleb, because he had another spirit. Say another spirit with me. Another spirit. Say another spirit with me. Another spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we need to have another spirit going into 2021. You've got to have another spirit. You're not going to be blessed in 2021 if you go in negative and cynical and pessimistic. No. 
and God knows what we're facing. Verse 24, my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully. The word fully in the Hebrew is way mal lay, means to be filled. He hath followed me fully. I will bring him to the land wherein he went, and his seed shall possess it. Father, I love you and bless you today. Now, Lord, I need a touch from heaven. I need a change of attitude. And I believe every one of us here who named your name, if we're honest and transparent and walk in the light as you're in the light, we've spoken negative things in the past year. We've been, Lord, down in the dumps. We, our Father God, have looked at the giants in the land. We've looked at the problems and the issues and the things that are going on. And I know you don't want us to bury our head in the sand. And yet, as these two, you give us an example, Joshua and Caleb rose above. They saw the same problems, but they saw you bigger than their problems. Hallelujah. Thank you that you're beyond their problems. Thank you that you're already in 2021. You're a God of foreknowledge. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I pray you'll prepare your people. You'll equip us, Lord, with faith that rises above the mountains and says to the mountains, Be thou removed and cast in the depths of the sea. Lord, I pray there'll be that deep abiding trust in the Word, the living Word. Lord, not positive thinking, not humanistic uh, uh, father philosophies. Lord, not just... Uh, Name it, claim it, but God standing on your promises. Hallelujah. Thank you. What you got in store in the coming year 2021. The souls that will be saved. The lives that will be changed. The breakthroughs. The marriages that will be reconciled. The children of God. Your sons and daughters that will be restored back in fellowship with you. Give us heaven's vision. Give us, dear Lord, a double portion of your spirit. Bring us out of the miry clay of unbelief. And God, I pray the joy bells ring in our heart. Jesus, we know you're coming again. And we ask you now, fill this place. Fill every listener. And I thank you, Jesus Christ. You have conquered the grave and overcome death and sin and live forevermore and coming again. Give us hope, give us peace, give us joy, enlarge our coast and cause us to rise above today and we'll give you glory because you're worthy in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. amen, amen and amen. You may be seated. Number one, if we're going to go into the promised land, we've got to rise above negativism. Rise above negativism. Say it with me. Rise above negativism. Say it with me. Some of you who've been negative, you didn't want to say it, did you? Because it's convicting. You've been negative. You know you've been negative. And that's why you're not really kind of tuning in to the message. But God wants to encourage you today. We've got to rise above negativism. We'll see that in Numbers chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. Secondly, we've got to rise above this thing called cynicism. That is a bad negative attitude. That is, it's not going to work. And it's, it's just not going to, it's going to be the same old, same old. 
And we see that in chapter 14, verses 5 through 7. Finally, number three, we've got to rise above not only negativism, rise above cynicism, but thirdly, rise above pessimism. We're going to see in chapter 14, verses 8 through 24, and then we're going to fast forward and look at the book of Joshua, chapter 14, and see how God honors His Word. Number one, if we're going to rise above, we've got to rise above negativism. Look up here just a moment. You'll notice this map right here, a map of present-day geographical location where Moses and the children of Israel were located. If you'll notice right up here on this map, you'll see a place called Kadesh Barnea. You'll notice right over here is Egypt. You'll notice the children of Israel were in bondage. How long? 430 years. Yet God heard the cry, His people. He felt their pain. He promised them deliverance. Oh, yes. And consequently, He led them across the Red Sea and the part of the Red Sea, Pharaoh and his armies who tried to pursue them were drowned into the midst of the sea when the Lord let the water uh, gush once again. I can see their bloated bodies as they float in the water, and yet the Lord was not finished as he, with a mighty strong hand, delivered his people through those series of plagues. And yet they traveled to a place called Sinai. I'm give you a little... Uh, historical background as we get to the text today and yet uh, after receiving the Ten Commandments plus some they traveled up and by the way here on this map is Elot we went there just a few years ago I'll show you a picture where we were at this place called Kadesh Barnea it's located in what we call the Negev Desert the point is this they were in stones throw you could throw a rock to where the promised land was and not only that but you'll notice that God had already promised Abraham Isaac Jacob Jacob's 12 sons and their descendants this land that would be flowing full of milk and honey hear me hear me look at me I'm telling you when God says he's going to do something he's going to do it and if God tells you he's going to do it he's going to test your faith to see if you're going to believe him or not now if you're going to be a doubter then you're going to do without but you can believe and receive. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's say that together. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. One more time. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you're not going to believe God today, you're going to do without. Because you can make a choice to rejoice or you can believe and receive. What are you going to do today? Are you going to whine? Are you going to keep whining? Are you going to shine? Are you going to pout? Are you going to shout? There's too much pouting among the people of God and uh, seeing the skies falling and everything's going wrong. Oh, listen, how many believe we've got a lot to shout about? Amen. We've got a lot to rejoice over. Amen. I'm telling you, God's been good to us. Through it all, the Lord has brought us safe thus far. Through it all, how many know that God has provided for us in 2020? How many know that the Lord says he, his eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth? How many believe that the same God that's carried us through 2020 will see us through 2021 if it's his will? I need somebody to help me. Y'all didn't come to church today just to be uh, praising the Lord for his goodness. No, you've been counting your curses. You've been focusing on your problems. You've been looking at the giants like this 10 spies that came back and said, we look like grasshoppers in their sight. God said, the land's yours. Go take it. Now, the two boys, Joshua and Caleb, they saw the same thing the 10 did. 
But look at here. Some of us need to stop looking at our problems. We need to start looking at God. We need to see the greatness of God. We need to stop focusing on what we can't do and what we haven't been able to do and what doors have closed and uh, what problems have developed. But by faith, we need to say, the Lord, he knows my ways. And when I've come forth, I, he's, when he's tried me, I'll come forth like gold. Well, here's the place. They were a stone's throw. Moses sends out the 12 spies. Ten of them come back and say, we can't take the land. We look like little grasshoppers. Oh, yeah, the land's flowing full of milk and honey. There's, and the grapes and all the fruit. And Israel's known for that. But, 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 there's giants. I just don't think we can take it. Instead of believing God and taking God at his word, you look up here just a moment, you'll notice we were sitting at this place called the Negev Desert. There's some debate the exact location of the place called Kadesh Barnea. However, this place is a place located in perhaps the location where the children of Israel were strategically at, at this biblical account. You'll notice right here and there, as we sat, there's not a whole lot around there, but as we were traveling from Elot up through the Negev Desert, back up to Jerusalem, this is south of Jerusalem. Now, here's what I want you to remember now, beloved, because if we're going to overcome our obstacles and turn them into opportunities, I'm telling you, it's not just going to happen. Y'all hear me? It's not just going to happen. You and I have to get in position to respond properly to the problems that are headed our way. How many know that there's storm clouds on the horizon? I'm not minimizing the changes that are going to take place in 2021. Can you all hear me? There's no doubt about it. There's some changes that are going to take place. But the question is, where are you going to focus your eyes? Where's your heart going to be at? And where are you going to trust? You got to get in position. You got to get in position. Right now, some of you are not in position. You're shooting from the hip. You're responding to the year. You're not even focused on 2021. You haven't been praying about it. Why not? That's my goal today. Look at me. That's my goal today to get you thinking, to get you praying, to get us in position for the blessings of the Lord and for the right response of the challenges that are going to come our way. You see, uh, we want blessings, but we don't want <laughs> challenges that come our way. We want a crown, but we don't want a cross. I'm telling you, the Lord said, all that will have God in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution. Look at this. If we're going to overcome our obstacles and rise above negativism, notice number one. The congregation lifted up their voice. This is reading from verse 1 of chapter 14. And they cried, and the people wept that night. All the children of Israel, all of them, murmured. Say that word with me. Murmured. You've heard that word. If you just say it mm, real slow, murmur, that old bottom lip will poke out. Have you been pouting instead of shouting? Oh, yes. Problems, yes. Setbacks, yes. Difficulties, yes. Challenges, yes. Things not going our way. Can I get a witness? You know what I'm talking about. But some of you are digging a, watch this, you've dug a hole of self-pity. And you know the only one that's going to enjoy that self-pity is me, myself, and I. 
And you need to get out of yourself. Pity. Oh, poop, pity me. Things aren't going my way. And I'm not getting this. I was thinking about it on the way home, on the way down to church today. You know, the world is full of people who are just meisms. It's all about me. And I'm not being critical, I'm just saying it. There are people that woke up this morning and they didn't have one thought about coming to church and worshiping God. It's about what can I do about me and my needs and what am I going to... It's all about what do I want to do? Where am I going to go? What, how do I want to be entertained? Have y'all thought about that lately? I mean, when, when you live in the world, it's all about me and my... The children of Israel, God took them out of Egypt one day. The death of the firstborn. But it only took him one day to take them out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of the children of Israel. Uh-oh, I'm starting to preach right there. I see Christians who come to saving faith in Jesus, saved by the blood of the Lamb, and thank God, sins forgiven, washed away, named, written in the last book of life, and hungry for the Word of God. It doesn't take the Lord but just a split second to quicken His life in you. You were dead and trespassed in sin. God raised us up together, quickened us together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Paul made reference to that in Ephesians chapter 2. But watch this. It takes a whole lifetime to get the world out of us. Why? Because, listen to me, far too many Christians want to have one foot in the world and one foot in the church and one foot in the carnal living and one foot in the spiritual living and the reason we're not receiving the blessings from God and the reason we're not rising above negativism, watch this, I wish I didn't have to say this, but I've been thinking about it and I've been convicted over it. The reason we are not the uh, experiencing more of the power of the living God is because we have become double-minded. We've got, we put, watch this, on Sunday we put on our Sunday clothes and we go to church and we think Bible, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're in the world, we live in the world, we respond to the flesh, we're living a carnal life, and then we expect to flip some switch on Sunday and expect heaven to come down and uh, expect that we're going to be spirit-filled Christians. Listen, I'm sorry, but I'd be a false prophet if I didn't say anything else. It ain't going to happen. How many know that walking with Jesus is every day? It's not just Sunday. And the reason, I, I love you, but I got to tell you, the reason some of us aren't receiving more blessings, we're just kind of going through the motions on Sunday putting our clothes on, reading our Bible, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, shoot from the hip, responding to the flesh, watching TV, filled up with the computer, all the response to the world, the world, the world, not feeding our spirit, but feeding our flesh. And then comes Sunday, well, I wonder why this is happening. You know, the worst, the most miserable person on planet Earth is a saved carnal Christian. That's the most miserable person on planet Earth. Why? Because they got the Holy Ghost living in them, and they've heard truth. They experience peace and joy when they get in the presence of God, but then they still are tied to the world. They still want to do worldly things. They still want to live a carnal life. They still want to entertain the flesh, entertain the flesh. God's saying to us today, we got to rise above the negativism. Why? Because when we're entertaining the flesh, we're not going to be walking in the Spirit. We're going to be responding the way the flesh does. Notice, rise above negativism. And it causes us to murmur. We don't do it out loud, but then we say, oh, this happened and this happened. And, I, and we get mad and so forth and so on. But God's saying, if we're going to 
overcome the obstacles, turn them into opportunities, it's going to start right now. It's got to start right now. I said there needs to be change right now. I said right now we got to stop alibying and excusing our murmuring and complaining. God help me. Some need to get to the altar today. You've been whining all year and complaining instead of praising the Lord. And today you need a change of attitude. You need and I need an attitude of gratitude. Oh, I know it hurts, but the truth shall do what? It'll set you free. My goal is to set us free today. My goal is to break us from the chains of discouragement and depression and pessimism and negativism. Notice, and all the children of Israel murmured, they complained. They grumbled against Moses and against Aaron. That was a lightning rod. And, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? Notice, if we're going to go into the promised land, if we're going to go and overcome the obstacles and turn them into opportunities, right now the Lord's showing you some things that you're going to be experiencing, some decisions you've got to make. Today, if you sit there and, and the invitation's given, you think that you can do it on your own, you're going to find yourself falling on your face and you're going to call me or send me a text message or talk to one of your friends and say, I can't believe this happened. But God is trying to prepare you and me for the things. But if we respond by falling at the mercies of God, if we respond by saying, Jesus, I know I'm a failure outside of you. Lord, if you lead me to myself, I'll fly away like a leaf on a tree. Oh, God, work a sense of dependency and brokenness in my heart that no matter what happens, I'm going to cast my burden on you. I'm going to believe you. Are there any daddies in the house of God today that you haven't been leading your family in prayer? Hello. You hadn't been praying with them. You hadn't been calling them together. You say, but bless God, Pastor, I don't have a chance. We have to make opportunities. And that's what I'm talking about. Negativism. Well, they're too busy and this and that and the other. God's saying, stop making excuses. Stop blaming everything on everything else with the coronavirus and this and that and the other. And start assuming some responsibility. Woo, that felt good saying that. Oh, God, help me. Notice, notice, I saw this on the, uh, uh, I ran across this last week. Have you seen this? A crow on the back of an eagle. Do you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but we're told a crow will perch on the back of an eagle and will peck that eagle. The crow is agitating the eagle. The crow is is uh, pecking and picking at the eagle. Well, does the eagle waste time? Does the eagle exert any energy to turn around and say, get off my back? No. What does the eagle do? The eagle spreads out her wings and uses the air current to fly higher and rise above. I need somebody to help me there. Rise above to soar in the heavenlies. And you know what happens to that crow? That crow cannot handle the lack of oxygen. The crow cannot rise above and soar at the altitude of an eagle. And so here's what happens to the crow. The crow will fall off the eagle's back without the eagle having to 
turn and stop in midair. Rather, the eagle just rises above. How many eagles we got in the house of God today? You say, bless God, I'm going to rise above it. I'm not going to let the critics of the crows of critics stay on my back. I'm, talk, I'm preaching to somebody right now. You say, but I've never been a spirit-filled granny. I've never been a spirit-filled mama. I've never had a disciplined life and had devotion. That's the crows pecking at you. Rise above the crows. You say, but I've got a bad attitude. I need a new job. I need a new family. I need a new wife. I need a new husband. That's the crows pecking at you. God's saying, are you going to let the crows of life, the crows of negativism keep... Uh, worrying you keep bringing you down God's saying today there's some of us that need to make a decision and say Lord I know I'm yours but I've been trying to fight fire with fire I've been trying to get back at those who treated me bad and illy God's saying to us today will you rise above I'll never get out of debt rise above it I'll never have a, a, a relationship that'll last a lifetime Rise above it. I'll never be a Sunday school teacher. Rise above it. I'll never be a preacher of the gospel. Rise above it. I'll never have a good job. Rise above it. I'll never get a place of contentment. Rise above it. Negativism, negativism, negativism. And speaking of that, reminded me of a man that passed away this past week. Nancy, you, as a matter of fact, you told me. This man I can recall sitting in the congregation like you are today and sharing the word of God like I am today. And this man responded and came to the altar. I met him down at the altar. I began to pray for him and pray with him. And here was his prayer. He called me up. We spent hours together. He said, Brother Randy, I've got a bad vice, a habit I can't seem to kick. I said, what is it? What's going on? He said, it's smoking cigarettes. I just came, the strong desire for nicotine. I know it's not good for me, and I need to quit, but I can't do it. I said, question, do you want to quit? He said, well, not really. I said, that's the first problem, amen. You got to want to quit. And we prayed and prayed and prayed, and I met with him and shared scripture with him. Finally, long story short, a year later, he calls me. I was coming home from the hospital in Northside in Atlanta. He calls me. I said, hello. I hadn't seen him in a while. He said, Brother Randy, I just wanted you to know. Guess what? I said, what? He said, I quit smoking. I said, really? Tell me about it. How'd you do it? He said, well, I believe the word of God. He said, but also I used two nicotine patches. This man was a geologist. He was a very intelligent man. In fact, he at one time, and I'm just going on record as saying, he had trouble believing that Jesus would take him to heaven. Is there anybody here today? This right there. He said, I know that Jesus died for me, but he said, I, I, I just, and here was the problem. Here's the problem with all our people. We want to add works to grace. No, no. By grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Anyway, this man who finally got victory over the cigarettes, his name he just went to be with the Lord last week. Richard Nix. Not Nixon, but Nix. He just passed away. I'm talking about rising above. What about it? What about it? If we're going to overcome obstacles, turn them in opportunities in 2021, 
One, we've got to rise above negativism. Number two, we've got to rise above cynicism. Look at chapter 14 and verse 5 through 7. Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searcheth the land, rent their clothes. Hey, look, if you and I are going to overcome, overcome. Last time I read it, chapter 2, chapter 3 of the book of Revelation. To him that overcometh, to him that overcometh, to him that overcometh. Seven times Jesus said to the church, he that overcomes will inherit the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. And so, are you going to rise above the cynicism? Look, I have to tell you this story. I remember, Marcia, probably 15 years ago, you come into the altar. We were over in the old sanctuary, and it came to mind this week. And I saw you come to the altar, you and Brother Kenneth, and I joined you all at the altar. Why? Praying for her grandmother. And she was concerned her grandmother was going to die without God and go to a place where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, weeping and gnashing of teeth. And as I joined them to pray, we prayed for that dear lady that God, though she was in her 90s, the Lord would change your heart. How many believe that God answers prayer? How many believe it's not a waste of time to pray? How many believe that it pays to pray beforehand? Oh yes, pray until something happens. Push praying, P-U-S-H. Pray until something happens. The will of God be so. Hey look, we didn't have to wonder, is it your will, Lord, to save this lady? Why? Because the Bible says it's God's will that none perish, but all to come to repentance. That's in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. And I want to tell you, to God be the glory. We went over, we made the decision to visit this particular lady, Marcia's grandmother. And I was pre-warned. I was told, we, no one tell him what she might say. I said, that's okay. Thank God Jesus came to save sinners that Paul said, I'm the chief. And as we went over there, I'll never forget it. We got to her house. I'm sitting there on a couch. I can remember a light, a lamp to my right. And she was sitting right over here. We had small talk. How you doing? What's going on? Etc. And then the Lord moved on my heart to ask her. I want to ask you a question. If you died today, would you go to heaven? I'm asking you the same question. You know what she said? She said, I don't know. I don't think so. Something along that line. And I said, can you, do you want to know? I forget all the Lord led on my heart to do, to say, but I said this. I shared with her Jesus died for our sins and was buried. The third day rose again. Don't you love sharing the good news? Oh, I said, don't you love sharing the good news? Praise the Lord. And, and when I shared with her that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And he'll save you. I said, I can't save you, but the Lord can. Hey, do y'all believe Jesus is still life-changing business? Do you? Well, why aren't you sharing it? Why aren't you telling everybody? You believe it, right? Do you believe it? Why aren't you telling everybody? 
I can't hear you. It got silent. It got silent on the uh, live stream too. If we believe it, why aren't we telling everybody? It's the greatest gift of all. Wait a minute. I've got to tell you the rest of the story. And as uh, we prayed, I said, I'm going to pray for you first. And then you have to call upon the name of the Lord. Hey, some of you right now, you got friends. They're not saved. If they die, it's too late after they die. You got loved ones, it's too late. Oh, I'm busy with coronavirus. So what? The blood still will make the vilest sinner clean. Oh, but it's Christmas time, Pastor. I'm too busy doing this, that, and the other. If we're too busy doing a lot of stuff, nothing wrong with being with family, but if we're too busy to forget our purpose for being here on earth, it's to glorify our Lord. Shining the light. Can I time out? When's the last time you shared the good news with somebody? They're not going to cut your head off. You're not over in Iraq. And even if they did, you get to go to heaven early. You know, but, but we're intimidated. Well, I don't know. You know, I'm just not positioned. That's that negativism. That's that grasshopper mentality. If I tell them, they'll just laugh at me. So what? They laughed at Jesus. The blessings of God from obedience are more important than grieving and quenching the Holy Spirit. Don't you want the blessings of God? Hey, you say, but I don't want to go knock on anybody's door. Write them a car. Send them a text. Call them on the phone. What are you waiting for? For them to die and go to the funeral home and say, man, I sure wish I'd have talked with them. Too late then. And this dear lady, to God be the glory, we were getting there ready to pray. And I said, now you've got to call upon the Lord. And God be in our witness. I'll never forget what she did, Marsha. I don't know if you remember or not. She looked at me. There was silence. It was, you could hear a pin drop after I prayed. I said, now, Viola, you need to pray. We sat there. It seemed like an eternity. It really wasn't. And finally, she spoke up and said, can Marsha pray for me? <laughs> you remember that? I'll never forget that. And, I, and the Lord had me to say, no, no, no. Mark, you've got to call upon the Lord yourself. See, the devil will try to throw a monkey wrench in it when you're trying to share with somebody, witness to them. How many got friends or loved ones you know that aren't saved? Let me see your hand. Amen. Let's get after them. Let's get after them. Let's get after them. 2021, are you going to let them talk you out of? I don't say beat them over the head with the Bible. I'm not saying being a Pharisee. I'm saying let your light so shine. I'm saying go and tell. But look, she said in her own broken way, I'll never forget it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That was a mountaintop experience. She said in her own broken way, Jesus save me. I, I, I'm, I'm not ready to go to heaven. I don't remember what all she said, but she prayed in her heart. And she, and this lady's in her 90s. Have you ever seen somebody in their 90s saved? Have you? I'm telling you, the heart gets harder and harder the older it gets. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to overcome the obstacles in 2021. Yes, we've got to make them opportunities. Why did I tell you that story? Here's why. That lady's daughter just passed away Monday. Marcia's mom. And shortly after she was saved... I think it was six months, wasn't it? She passed away. 
it's 90-something year old, 93, or I forget exactly the age, but she went to heaven. Hallelujah! 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 Woo! Glory! 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 Thank you, Jesus! Was a man prophet? Yeah, yeah, amen. Was a man prophet if he gained the whole world, lose his own soul. I'm talking about a legacy. I'm talking about if we are going to turn obstacles into opportunities, we got to rise above negativism. And secondly, we got to rise above cynicism. Thirdly, we got to rise above pessimism. And I'm almost done. Rise above pessimism. Caleb, my servant, he had another spirit and hath followed me fully. Listen to me. If we're going to make opportunities in the coming year, Y'all listen now. I believe that we're going to have to pay the price. Are you willing to pay the price to see God work? Oh, that's just it. We're in our comfort zone. That's just it. We're curled up on the couch. That's just it. We want to be entertained instead of carrying the gospel. That's just it. I don't want to be bothered. It, it, will, it will cost me something. You've got to be willing to pay the price. It will be going the extra mile. I've got to dig out of that negativism. I'm in no position to talk with somebody about their relationship with Jesus. If I'm negative and if I'm cynical and if I'm a pessimist, all the worst things are going to happen 2021. This coronavirus, now they got a new strain and we're going to be closed down again. And, and, and what are we going to do? And yes, yes, yes. Yes, all of the above. Yes, yes. If I could change it, I would. My dad's in heaven, but I can't change it. I want to tell you, the Lord is out to change me and you. What do you need changing in your life today? I love this. You know what? We fast forward to the book of Joshua, chapter 14. Forty years passed by. Caleb, guess how old he is? He was 40 when God gave him the promise, and uh, uh, now 45 years later, you know how old he is? Add it up, Brother Curtis. I think Brother Curtis is 85 years young. Imagine getting a promise. Wait till you get 85. You know what I'm talking about? 85 years young. Somebody said, but oh, I just turned 70, what, 8, 79? Uh, not 85. Oh, but I'm almost 80, but not 85. But I've just turned 60. I'm turning 60. Somebody say amen. <laughs> but not 85. How many believe God's got much more for you? I'm telling you, 2021, only the Lord knows what's going to come our way. Oh, I'm praying. Oh, yes, Lord. Forty years old I was when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spout the land. I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, 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 my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I, notice I, holy, I like that word holy. It means fully. I wholly followed the Lord my God, and Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein thy feet had trodden shall be thine inheritance. How many know there's blessings for obeying God? I said, There's blessings. What kind of blessings does God won't do in your life? But you're short circuiting in it. 
you're not believing God. The doors are slamming on you because we're not willing to get in position. Hey, it'll be your inheritance and the children and thy children's forever. Hey, don't you want to hand down a lasting legacy? Yes, not only for Joshua and Caleb, but for thy children's forever. Because thou hast fully, holy, follow the Lord. That's not just on Sunday, by the way. That's every day of the week. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. Look at this. God kept me alive. Y'all listen to me. Look up here. I'm going to believe that God kept us alive in 2020 because thus far the coronavirus hadn't taken any of us out. I can't hear you. It could take anybody out in a minute. But God has kept us alive. Somebody needs to help me there. Somebody needs to help me there. Lord, you sure have been good to me. This place ought to be erupting and praying because God has kept us from this wicked virus, from taking us out. I don't care if you're 20. 20 years, yeah, amen. 20-year-olds die, hello. 30-year-olds die, hello. 40-year-olds die, hello. God has kept us alive. Have you thanked God for that? No, you're whining and we're whining about stuff instead of praising the Lord. The day you need to break out of your prison. You need to break out of your prison. He said, God had kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spake his word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now I am this day fourscore and five years old. And yet as I'm as strong, I love this, I'm as strong this day as I was in the day when Moses sent me. How many believe that strength comes from the Lord? Yes, the joy of the Lord is our strength. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasure forevermore. And I'm as strong today as I was when I was 40 years old. I'm 85 years old. Woo! Glory! That's a word for somebody. Somebody needs to say, Lord, I don't know what the future holds, but I know you hold the future. I'm going to trust you by faith, whether you take me home tomorrow or not. Strength was then, even so is my strength now for war. We're warring against not uh, flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Say that with me. Give me this mountain. Say it with me. Give me this mountain. Say it with me. Give me this mountain one more time. You're going to be bold like that? Not that God does something reluctantly. He's just looking for somebody who's going to believe him. Give me this mountain. There's some mountains out there. 2021. Whereof the Lord spake in that day that thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, the giants, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be, look at this. If so be, the Lord will be with me. If so be, the Lord will be with me. If the Lord wants me to live another 25 years, bless his name. If the Lord wills, say that with me. If the Lord wills, say that with me. If the Lord wills, say that with me. If the Lord wills, one more time. That's the key. Right now, that's what you need to say. If the Lord wills, I'll live in 2021. If the Lord wills to take me, I'll be with him. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. And Joshua blessed him. Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron for inheritance. Now, you know what Hebron is, don't you? Abraham bought it with money, a cave called Machpelah. Why? To bury he, Abraham, and his wife, Sarah. 
and the patriarchs in this cave. It's the third, excuse me, the second most holiest site in Israel. Besides the Temple Mount, Hebron, Machpelah Cave. And God gave it to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. To this day, Hebron, a place of blessing. Oh, yes. You're going to rise above the obstacles in 2021. Let's stand together. You're where you're at right now in 2020. And God says, I want to take you right here. But I don't know if you're ready yet. You've got to go through some stuff first before I take you to 2021. Is there anybody here that would say, I've got to rise above all this negativism? And I've got to rise above those that are negative around me. I don't want to hear negative stuff. I don't want to hear this negative stuff. I want to believe God. You need to pray for somebody that's been negative around you. Pray for them right now. And then there's others of us today that need to say right now, Lord, I'm going to make the opportunities over these obstacles in 2021. I know of my own self I can't do it. But I need wisdom. I need decisiveness I need Holy Ghost guidance and if you don't need it I beg to differ with you all of us need it where's God wanting to take you you're right here but the Lord says I'm gonna carry you right here he's got more for you right now he's got much more for you and me to do let's ask him right now in our hearts to correct any and all wrong attitudes, cynicism, pessimism, negativism, skepticism, and every other ism. Let's ask God to give us a change of heart. How many today now need to pray, oh Lord, this situation has caused me to be negative, but I can't blame the situation. It's me, my response. I need to overcome. I need to rise above. I want to be like that eagle with a crow on its back. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord, we need heaven's help. And Lord, you know us, your people, are needy and desperate and prone to wonder and leave the God we love. Oh, God, you've been good these days to preserve us, to provide for us, to even put your angels around and about us. And though sickness may come, and though hardship may come, and though troubles and trials may come, through it all, we're learning to trust in Jesus. We're learning to trust in you, Father, and depending upon your word. I know you're giving somebody a word today because, Lord, the, Joshua and Caleb just didn't decide to do what they want to do, but you had told them what you were going to do for them, and they had to believe you. So God, whatever it is you're telling us right now, help us to rise above all the crows of life that are telling us no. And we claim the blood of Jesus, the victor of the cross. Thank you now for your saving grace. I pray for those listening. If there's one listening, Father, that doesn't have that assurance, when they die, they're going to heaven made today. They slay that giant of unbelief. Say, yes, I believe. Save me, Jesus, from my sins. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we give you glory. Amen and amen. And amen.